Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, so this episode's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to just record some random or maybe not so random thoughts that I'm having throughout the day as a sports mom. And um, the first one that came to mind was the <laughs> the fun of adjusting <clears throat> constantly to changing schedules, right? I always felt like at one point that like just as we're getting used to one schedule, one routine, kind of getting in a groove, kind of feeling like, you know, it's getting to be your normal you're not feeling quite as overwhelmed with remembering where to go and when to be there and who's got to go where and who needs what and then like right when you're feeling like you're getting into a groove and it's not so crazy anymore it all changes like a sport goes into a different part of the season so instead of preseason, it's regular season and the schedule is a little bit different or another child starts a sport or school starts or school ends or whatever, you know, various numbers of different kinds of things that can get thrown into the mix. And I remember feeling very frustrated at one point that that was my life. It was like, my goodness, every time I finally feel like I'm on top of things, every time I finally feel like I'm not about to drop a number of balls, I finally feel like I'm juggling pretty smoothly. And then somebody goes and throws another ball in there or takes away a ball or, you know, puts a time crunch on or something changes and... I feel all overwhelmed all over again because it's a whole new routine to get used to. It's a one more thing to remember that I hadn't needed to remember um, for the past month or two. Or my husband's work schedule changes, so he's less available. Or the thing that he normally would do, he's not available to do anymore. Or, you know, that sort of thing. So if that's, <laughs> if that's you, if you're familiar with what that's like, I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. And... Um, it is it can be pretty frustrating but i unfortunately can't tell you that it ever changes because life is ever changing and our children are constantly learning and growing and even if they did have the exact same schedule as they grow as they develop as they mature they're dealing with different types of things there are different points in their journey they have different needs they have different wants they have different goals And so even one year later or six months later, without much of a schedule change, it's still different day to day. You know, the things that you need to do or the things that you're dealing with or the things that come up. And so um, it's normal. (laughs) And it's also normal to feel a little bit overwhelmed by that. But I think the quicker you let go of this idea that there's like one thing that's going to work, like one schedule or one solution or one fix to the problem... the the better it is for you. Like I often see younger parents or newer parents asking questions that make it seem like they're looking for this one answer that's going to work, quote unquote work, for the next six months, year, two years, three years, four years, five years. They're looking for like this long-term solution for some kind of overwhelm or logistical problem that they're having. And it's like, you know what? To be honest, for us, it's like, Month to month, things change. Day to day, sometimes things change. What worked today doesn't always work tomorrow. Or what was working for this week, next week a new wrinkle gets thrown in, right? And if you get stuck on like, oh yes, I found the answer. And then that gets like demolished. 
it can be very defeating when you're looking at it from the perspective of like there are fixed rigid solutions or answers or the perfect schedule or the perfect routine and so I would encourage you to stay a little more flexible to understand that life is an ebb and flow to understand that life is constant adjustments constantly being aware being mindful of what's going on what you're needing what your family is needing at any given moment and if you can kind of keep that in your mind and take that to heart then things will go much it'll feel a lot less stressful it'll feel you know you'll you'll feel ready to make those adjustments because you're expecting that that's what life is it's a constant series of adjustments of learning new things and applying them and then learning something else and applying that or seeing something that doesn't work so then you make an adjustment there so it's kind of just you know it's it's part of life and it's something that you're going to constantly be doing and i think the moment that you Um, just kind of embrace that the easier the adjustments will be to make and the less stressed you'll feel about the situation hey I'm right now sitting in my car listening to the rainfall because we just got to my 16 year old's practice this is the first time we're bringing her here it's a weekday 6 30 p.m practice and all the little siblings seven five and three years old i guess between the drive over and the rainy weather it knocked them out so they're all sleeping i wish i was up there watching practice right now but my husband's here so he's up there uh, watching the practice and i'm in the car with three sleeping little ones probably a situation that some of you out there with um younger sports siblings can relate to and uh, I'm just going to take the moment to enjoy the peace and quiet listen to the falling rain which I now get to enjoy now that we're not uh, in softball I'm not coaching our kids are not playing in the past rain was always like oh go away because it was canceling events that we were looking forward to practices games and tournaments and so on but since we're not in softball right now and our kids play an inside sport indoor sport I get to actually enjoy the rainy weather, which isn't something that we often get to enjoy here in Hawaii. So um, taking the opportunity to just enjoy uh, the sound of the falling rain, my sleeping babies, and some peace and quiet that I was not expecting to have, but I have it right now, so I'm going to enjoy it. It's funny, right? Because I was just talking about new schedules and how it throws a wrinkle into things. And so an unexpected one was super late afternoon naps by the three babies. Um, It means they'll probably be up late tonight. Thankfully, we homeschool, so they're not going to have to worry about getting up super early. Um, We'll just kind of roll with that that shift. And uh, I'm still going to have to wake up because our 16-year-old does go to school. So um, hopefully they'll be, you know not up too late or maybe bigger siblings can kind of just spend some quiet time with them in their room and I'll be able to fall asleep even if they're still awake and not yet ready to sleep we'll see how it goes but that uh, I'm thankful that that's not really going to throw too much of a wrinkle into um you know into things I know sometimes parents they get super stressed out when kids take a late nap and it messes up the whole routine and the whole sleep cycle and I'm thankful that we don't have to worry too much about that because the kids schedule at least is pretty flexible when it comes to that so um it's not that big a deal (laughs) 
and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it doesn't throw things off too much and hopefully our nighttime still goes pretty smoothly. But that was an unexpected twist that I wasn't really thinking about with this new uh, practice time frame that we, uh, this is like I said, the first time that we're bringing our 16-year-old to this afternoon or evening practice. And um, I wasn't expecting the little ones to fall asleep on the way. But uh, just along the lines of what we were talking about and eating curveballs for breakfast, man, no big deal. It'll work itself out. And again, just going to enjoy the peace and quiet while I have the chance to. I actually uh, asked my husband to live stream the practice to me on Facebook, but he just laughed. So I don't think I'm going to get that. Um, plus, it would probably kill his phone. So I thought it was a perfectly reasonable request, don't you? Like he can just, um, what is that called? Select the audience so it only shows it to me. And then, you know, I could see some practice too. But. Uh, maybe when they do something interesting, maybe he might he might stream it for me. But I mean, I thought it was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> he just shook his head. So maybe not. We'll see what happens. So sometimes things are obvious, but still kind of need to be stated or maybe also expanded upon. Um, this is that, right? Your child is a human being. They're going to make mistakes. It's part of being a human being as a parent I still as a parent and a human being an adult one I still make mistakes every single day I still do things that you know aren't in my best interest like eating too much dessert or drinking coffee more than once a day uh, going to sleep too late instead of honoring my own bedtime things like that right simple things but things I know I should do that I'm not doing or things that I know I shouldn't do that I keep doing anyway so every single day there are things that I could do better and the same is true for our children right and they're still so much learning like they're learning everything still they're learning things in school they're learning about their sport they're learning about life relationships how to navigate everything everything is new to them and um they're gonna make mistakes and one thing i want you to hear about that is that you are not a failure because you have a child who is a human and makes mistakes Okay, that's super important to take in and embrace, right? You are not a failure as a parent just because your child makes mistakes. They're going to make them. Our job is not to prevent them from making mistakes or to stop them from making all their mistakes. It's to be there to walk with them through it, to guide them through it, to do our best not to judge and condemn, but to take a good hard look at, okay, like reconnect with them and find a way to work with them through that and it may take you know repetition you may have to do it over and over and over and over again it might be frustrating to you that they keep quote unquote making the same mistake but look learning takes time it's a process every time we even as adults are trying to make positive changes in our lives we don't get it perfect the first time we don't get it perfect the t- the day that we decide I'm going to exercise I'm going to eat right I'm going to we don't we still don't do it perfectly every time right sometimes we do it great we're we have a wonderful day and the next day not so great and then we get back on it and it's a better day and then the next day not so great right or we're a little bit more consistent 
and eating a little bit better, but we're still not perfect. So, I mean, it's a process. It takes time. Over time, we get better and better and better at executing. Over time, we get better and better and better at being more consistent. It's the same process that your kids are going through with everything. They need to know that it's okay for them to learn by degrees. We say that when we know better, we do better. And I, and I believe that, right? We can't do better on something that we don't know we're not doing well yet. But even when we know, it's not always easy to execute all the time. A lot of times we as adults need accountability partners, need somebody to continue to encourage us, right? To remind us, to be supportive of our journey, not to be sitting there nitpicking and criticizing every little thing we do. That's not helpful to us as adults with all our life experience, with all our maturity, with everything we know, with everything that we're capable, capable of because we're, we've lived for decades. Our children don't even have all of that yet. And yet we're more impatient with them. We're more critical of them. We're harder on them about big, bigger things that are less basic than eating right, getting good sleep, nourishing your body, moving your body. They're, they're learning so much. There's so much change happening. There's so much growth. There's so much development. They're not going to always get it right. And that's okay. And it's okay for us to be patient with them, to trust the process, to just keep on working with them. It's like a pitcher learning how to pitch. At eight years old, she's not going to be perfect. At 10 years old, she's not going to be perfect. She may only be good at two pitches at 10 or 12, two or three, right? She's going to miss spots every day. She's going to step in the wrong place or have some kind of mechanical breakdown probably every single day. Out of all the pitches she throws on any given day, there are going to be mistakes every single time, no matter how often she practices. Even if she's totally dedicated, totally committed, has the best coaches, the best parents, she's going to make mistakes every single day in her craft. And we're so accepting of that. And we're like, just try it again. Okay, you know, did you know, do you know what you did wrong? How are you feeling? You know, asking them for feedback and just continuously encouraging them reminding them, giving them little verbal cues that help them, right? And we can do that. Like, it's the same for anything. Anything they learn is like that. And I think that as a whole, generally speaking, we can be a lot more patient, a lot more understanding, a lot more willing to be in it with them for the long haul instead of expecting them to just fix it right like that and then our job is over and we don't have to deal with it anymore. Like we have to be willing to do the work with them and to be in it for the long haul and to be consistent, constant support, guidance, um, giving them those those little cues that are helpful to them, not just ones that make us feel better because we said something about it and we, we feel like we're nudging them back on the right track, but things that are actually helpful to them that allow them to feel like they're growing, like they're gaining more confidence, like they're they can do it. A lot of times the feedback we give them just tells them how much they're screwing it up and how terrible they are at it and you know how disappointed or frustrated we are about their lack of progress. What do you think they're feeling? Do you think I don't you know most kids, most human beings don't go out there every day to be a mess up, to be a screw up or to fail. Like that's not what they're actively trying to do. They're trying to 
be the best human being they can be. And in areas where they fall short, in areas where they're struggling, in areas where they just can't seem to get it, they need even more patience, more support, more encouragement, more understanding, not less. Anyway, so yeah, that's just on my mind today. <laughs> and um, I wanted to add that in because I also just wanted you to know that you, it's, it's not an indication of how good or bad a parent you are if your kid is making mistakes. They're human beings. Like, my mom's not a bad mom just because I am a full-grown adult and I still make mistakes to this day, right? That's not even the accurate indicator. Like, we're human beings. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to make bad calls. We're all going to slip and do something that, you know, or not do something we know we should have done or do something we know we shouldn't have done, like have that extra candy bar or whatever. And so, um, you know, just because we're human doesn't mean that the people who have helped to guide us, the people who have mentored us, the people who have parented us, the people who have coached us, the people who have taught us, doesn't mean that they've all failed or that they're all bad at all. It just means that we still have room to grow. And that's true for anybody on the planet. So just to kind of put that in perspective a little bit and I to lift some of that burden off your shoulders or the burden that I used to feel anyway when I felt like, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm messing this all up. I'm failing so often because my kids make mistakes. Like I really felt like if they're making mistakes, then I'm doing a bad job. That's how I felt. And this is just so unfair to them and to me. And so if that's kind of how you are, like if you're like super get it done, it's got to be, you know, got to be done right and type A or just really OCD or something. Um, I just wanted to shine a different light on it or look at it from a different angle, present it at a different angle for you to take into consideration. And I just want to encourage you today that um, it's okay to be a human being and make mistakes yourself. And it's okay if you have a child who is a human being who also makes mistakes on a daily basis. Uh, we, as a whole, even in society, like we just need to be way more accepting of each other, more encouraging of each other, and um, recognize the strengths and the beauty and the value in other people, including our own children and including ourselves. And uh, things could be so different if we chose to do that more consistently more constantly for ourselves and for others yeah so thank you so much for listening today hope you've enjoyed this episode of kind of like a mix mix match of just little thoughts here and there and um hope you're having a fabulous week if you've been enjoying the podcast and you're on itunes i don't know if google play has a rating or whatever i just know apple podcasts do um, if you could take some time to do a little review or give it a rating, I'd appreciate that so much. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes so that these podcast episodes get loaded onto your phone automatically and you can listen um, with a push of a button. Thanks so much. I appreciate your time. Have a fabulous week.